Good afternoon everyone, you are very welcome to Open Tempo FM and this is the Saturday Cure broadcasting live here at 105.1 FM or hit us up on opentempofm.com for the live stream. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us today here on the Saturday Cure, you can of course hit us up on the text line 089-458-2563 or just hit us up on uh, opentempofm.com on the message board today. Very special guest, uh, Stephen Butler from Labour Management will be joining us just to have a chat about all the great music in Waterford, all the great events that he's done over the last year. Also, an exclusive listen to the brand new EP from Southern Emperor. All three tracks to come up over the two hours. Make sure you tune in and join us here. One more time for the video.
Kiss them. Yeah. We were just saying, what a fantastic band the Kaiser Chiefs are. Sorry, I'm eating half a jambon. Yeah, <laughs> no, they really are. They're an amazing band. Though. Yeah, no, what's the name of the new album that you were just saying they released? Um, they had that song, Home, or something. Like, you know, we're coming home, we're coming home. But that could have been like six years ago. That's how terrible I am with time on things. But so look, I didn't even know they had a new album. I was like, oh, yeah, aren't they supposed to bring a new album? And you were like, yeah, they already Everybody's did. always bringing out a new album. So, which, uh, no, what was it? We had uh, Never Miss a Beat with the Kaiser Chiefs. Uh, all worked out with the Riptide movement. And that opening track, one of my own personal favourites lately, uh, Courtney Barnett, uh, Elevator Operator. I've never heard of it. Where did you pick that up? Um, it's just off Spotify playlist, but she's ah, this Australian one. Spotify. And she's just kind of bluesy, kind of flat delivery on vocals and stuff like that. She's deadly. It's really, really good. Like, her whole album is like that. It's really cool, nice and handy to listen to. Like, so you know you kind of just chill out to, like... Hmm, exactly. It's not, not too hectic, like. You know what I, mean? I tell you what I'm reading at the moment. The Exorcist. Meant to be very good. Yeah, I tell you a, good, I tell you a funny thing, right? I got it online, right? I went on to Amazon and said, right, I'm not paying full price for it. Like, How much I'll, you pay for it on Amazon? A euro. A euro? Second hand. Um, posted back action cost me like six bucks. That's where I make it up, like yeah. yeah but I mean, like so six bucks for what's meant to be a classic, like yeah, exactly. Um, now I'm only saying that because I haven't read it yet. I've literally like a page or two into it, right? Um, and like I've seen the film, obviously. So like a couple of things are clicked with me, you know, like the introduction of like Reagan stuff, like oh, oh, this is ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can remember like a couple of the scenes. You know, you, you do that like after you watch the film and you read the yeah. book. Um, Mentions of certain people's mothers in hell doing certain actions. <laughs> yeah, 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 that too. Um, and uh, what I found was cool was right halfway through, and this kind of scared me a little bit. Halfway through the book, when the when the pages are um, like folded, you know the you know the, the yeah to mark it, like. mark it. So like someone was reading the book and just stopped because like it was too scary to read. Like <laughs> you would though, because I remember like you know I've I've talked so I've talked to people, I've talked, yeah I've talked to people who've read it like in full before and they said. You think the film is scary? Read the book, like, because you literally feel like there's something just hanging over you, like, the whole thing while you're reading it, like. But you can't stop, like. Yeah, exactly. It's that kind of enthralling kind of a read, like, you know. Why just trying to do that with just like paper and ink? Imagine that's the power you have over someone that that would just like the way Millions you kind of, of manufacture words, like you can just kind of like displace their emotions or make them feel displaced in their own home, like. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because I've I've spoken to one or two people. Um, that uh, has read the book and uh, they literally, like you said, you just be looking over your shoulder when you're reading it. Like, yeah, it's terrifying. It's terrifying that you can actually like, people can so easily have that influence over each other. Like, but I always say that's like stand up though. Stand up is the whole is like that. You know, I'll stand up in front of a room full of people, and then the idea is that I'll sway their emotions and their feelings towards me. But what I do and say, like you know, just don't pull the whole place down anyway. Like yeah, you know, just just. just, just banged the mic with my head there that's if your if your windows just shattered that's what happened there but um <laughs> it's not an earthquake yeah no that's the, but that's it's like you know stand up or any kind of performance is like you know it's it's performing to sway the emotions and feelings of the people in the crowd towards you to make them feel happy or maybe you want them to not like you're a villain in a play or something like that yeah, you know? yeah, yeah be the gate like yeah and you know like in a panto like do you know what i mean the, the, you know the villain comes on everyone starts Ooh, booing like do you know what I mean? but that's but people get enjoyment because you're making them feel things like do you know what i mean oh definitely yeah i always i always love booing the villain Mm. It's great. Hey, but a little bit if you want to see him succeed. Yeah, little God, you're a joke. Yeah. Do you know, like, um, like I haven't seen the whole series yet, but like Frank Underwood from uh, Yeah. House of ah. Anytime that man turns an event That's on its head, he's just like he's the greatest actor ever. He'll do something and he'll get it to go his way. And you're like, he's good. He's good. He's 
good. He's good. He, he always... was boxed into a corner and he had no ace up his sleeve or nothing and he still managed it. He's good. That's he's jammy out, but he's, he's brilliant. Good. But you're going, go on, Frank, boy. Sorted yeah. out. I tell you what, right, if I was ever going for a president presidential election, that's what I I'd get him under my wing. <laughs> you see it's the thing, right? I've always said it with anything like that. Um if you're going out into the deep ocean, you want the biggest shark with you. Yeah, that's what oh, you want. Like, fact. do you know what I mean? Because people can say you fact. want to, you want to go into some kind of a business. You need someone who's a dirty, scammy, f- backstabbing, backstabbing <laughs> chap who just who's slimy as hell. Like, do you know yeah. what I mean? And will just get you everything through it. That kind of can do that kind of work if you don't want to do it. Like, do you know what oh, I mean? Oh yeah, and he'll get away with it with a smile on his face. Exactly. Rainstone yeah. smile. Rainstone smile. Yeah, exactly. Nice. <laughs> get away with nothing. Exactly. Um, just catching up here actually for anyone listening that's doing the fancy league with us we're just having a little update to see how we're all getting on there at I'd the rather moment. not talk about it uh, Graham I think you're second last second last second last yeah. who's leading up at the moment there uh, let me have a good look there now uh, so I'll go from the bottom right so I have uh, Orla's Oranges at 58 it's reasonable you're competing you know what I mean yeah yeah reasonable uh, we have um, me at 71 the match, day, the match day hasn't started yet, lads. The match day hasn't started yet. Yeah, that's where this is. Actually, weekend. no, yeah, Liverpool and Spurs have started there a few minutes ago. Um, okay. We have uh, one Mark Fanning there. The team name is Shamrock Rovers. That's, that's one thing that's annoying me. How do you not have an inventive, like, you know, fancy team name? Like? Nah, he's just committed, boy. He just can't bait it. Like, no, uh, he's, he's sixth anyway with 88 points. A uh, bunch of dummies uh, is in fifth at a, re- at a fairly decent 91. Yeah. Uh there's Latin King yeah is fourth yeah. with a jammy 97 not a jammy at all you have Ibrahim I tell you what everyone is crying they don't have Ibrahimovic as their captain now for the whole season he's going to bang in goals all year it's going to be amazing he'd want it like uh, amazing yeah I don't care you can pay him whatever he wants if he keeps banging in winners <laughs> I don't care uh, in third is BPFC yeah, with yeah. uh with a stone hundred. Stone on the nose with a ton. on the nose, a ton on the nose. With a ton. And uh then of course we have right, so whoever I say second, obviously they'll dictate who's first, so big drum roll please. Yeah. In second is demadblad.com with hundred and fourteen ah, points. It's just on before us there, sir. Which which means that um it's flying ahead. Why why is old men FC? With 135. This, this fella knows what he's about. Like, 135 this, after this two fella. weeks. He ain't playing. He ain't, he ain't playing, playing around. Let me, let's look at his team, actually. 135. 135. Like, this man, I don't know. Ibrahim right. is captain, isn't he? No, no, no. He's up front. Uh, Aguero, captain. Yeah, that's, that's about as good a shout as well. Ibrahim is Kane, Aguero. And then uh, Mares, Lalana, Fletcher, Redmond in the middle. Mm. Uh, McCauley, Valencia and Stones in the back and uh, sure, where good you? shout with Valencia no one would have picked him to start of the season no no one would have picked him but he's after having a stormer so far he must know something we don't and then of course Peter Schmeichel or not Peter Schmeichel Peter Schmeichel <laughs> he's making a comeback he's making a comeback his his uh, his, his, uh, his uh, fantastic son Casper of course in goal so where would you be going how would you be? You're, you're not. He's not wrong at all there now. In fairness to him, um, yeah, no, he's progressing along nicely. I'm actually really enjoying doing it now this year. I'm really getting stuck into it. I think I'm actually going to stick it out for the rest of the year. Yeah, because I usually do it for like two weeks. And I just yeah, don't I'm, do it. I, yeah, exactly. I'm the same as everyone. I do it for two weeks and then I don't stay up to it. But you know what the difference now is? It's on your phone. Oh yeah, that's the major difference now. It's on your phone. It's a decent app, and you can sort it like. Do you know what I mean? There's no more of this thing. You have to be at home or in the office or whatever with a decent computer. You're going on MSN. 
going on the MSN. No, no, all. Them were the days. Them were the days. Those were the passive aggressive days where you couldn't talk to women. Sign out just to sign back in so she knows it. Yeah, just so she knows me. Like my name will pop up in the corner there. Oh god, didn't work the first four times. Actually, I'd like to. I'd like to catch that sixteen-year-old young flick in a good shake and go. Go out and talk to people (laughs) in public, but don't grab him and shake him because that worries him. (laughs) I know. Yeah, you see, he'd be a worried little chap. God bless him. God love him with his long greasy hair. Yeah, that's something I'll never ever do is have long hair. I saw you with long It's the hair. one thing I said, right? It's if you're young, like, you know, grow your hair out long. Cause Man, it looked terrible. Yeah, but that's the thing. You're never going to know otherwise. But we knew then, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we found out then. And then I wouldn't listen to anyone. But then everyone said the beard was stupid. And now everyone has a beard. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I guess so. I, I quite like my beard. Yeah, no, yeah, beard's savage, man. Beard's savage. Like, I look at it as length as well. Yeah, no, I'm getting my winter beard back in now. You're getting it in, yeah? Yeah, because, you know, you got to get the length out now, like, because you're going to be walking around, oh, it's going to be cold as hell. And what? Yeah, I can't go around wearing a ski mask. Someone will think I'm in the IRA. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Or yeah, a balaclava. I, yeah, exactly. So I just have to grow out a big beard. Yeah. Like, it's it. only, like, 50% of your face is going to be, uh, like, mm. not covered. Yeah, so. and it's the thing, if you don't even need, like, a great length, what you want is thickness. 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 Just to take in the cold, or just the wind. You won't feel the wind then. Honestly, there's nothing funnier than when you're walking around on the windy day and you actually feel your beard going left and right. Yeah, no, yeah, it's pretty funny. That's after you, like, you know, do you like condition your beard as well? Oh, yeah, yeah. You're like, in the shower, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah you have to, like, because then you feel to. it and you're like, ah, nice. You're, you're going to be rubbing it, like, I mean, you don't want it to be, like... Uh, well, I don't be rubbing it, like, I'm not a chin scratcher, really, myself, no. I, I am. I never noticed it until I had a beard. Yeah, I, I no, wasn't it wasn't before I grew a beard. It's just, I don't know, it's just nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, I think... Uh, Dead star, yeah. Everybody got a dead star wallpaper because no one's ever expecting it. <laughs> just kind of pops up on his phone, locks and it's like dead star, dead star. Anyway, <laughs> um, right, what time are we going on? Oh, Jesus, uh, we're getting on to half fast already. There, um, for anyone listening to our two of us talking absolute nonsense, uh, you're listening to Open Tempo, it's one more for it anyway. And this is the Saturday Cure, uh, we're gonna be rocking on till 2 p.m. We have a uh, Stephen Butler of Labyrinth Management coming up to us very soon. I think we're going to get a track off, uh, the f- First track off uh, the Sun Emperor EP there, yeah? We're loading up? Yeah, go on. Uh, I think uh, If Only She Knew. Decent. Yeah. Uh, the, EP, um, the EP is called Neon Glow. It's one of the tracks there as well. We'll have that on later. Uh, available through all good music outlets like Spotify, uh, iTunes, all your usual business. Just look up Southern Emperor, Neon Glow, or check them out on Facebook. We'll be sharing up a link for them there later on. Anyway, um, if you want to get in contact with us as well, just hit us up in the text line 089-458-2563 or on the message board opentempofm.com. For now, anyway, uh, brand new debut world exclusive on world the Saturday exclusive. Cure. World exclusive on the Saturday Cure. It's If Only She Knew by Southern Emperor. And we 
made eyes even through the noise And now I'm begging for your bed All it would have to be Darling, you'd set me free Allow me forever, but babe You know that I just cannot let it be But I'm running out of time As the band takes that I'm search for you to cry And I spot your braided hair As the drummers sound Waving still, but no sound And it's all it feels like Everything is falling into place But time to turn your head I can't help but And I'll search for you just in case Show me the way And I will follow you If you ask me to stay I wouldn't need a second or third It's you Girl, you're broad in my horizon You got eyes for you Looking through a gather with friends Thinking if only she knew Every time you turn your head, I can't help but look at your face. I search for you at the concert ends, just in case. I mean, you wanna hook up sometime, maybe grab the bus about Show me the way, and I will follow you. Cause if you ask me to stay, I wouldn't need a second or third excuse. Could you brought in my horizon?
Slam, what a fu- what a fantastic ending. Yeah, no, that's uh, super grass. Hold on one second now. There we go. Hang yeah, on. no. Yeah, super grass there with uh pumping on your stereo. Um before that we had Dark Necessities by the Red Hot Chili Peppers and the fantastic World well, World Exclusive. Thank you. World Southern Exclusive. Southern Emperor. Uh was it? If only she knew. If only she knew. I like it. Yeah, no, class. Um, plenty more to come with the Southern Empire tracks as well over the next two, over the next hour or so. Turn me on. Yeah, over about just up until two o'clock, we'll have the two other tracks off the Neon Glow EP from Southern Emperor. Uh, for anyone just tuned in, you're listening to Open Tempo FM, and this is the Saturday Cure. Uh, hitting up until two p.m. If you want to get in contact with us, you can of course on 089-458-2563 or hit us up in the message board opentempofm.com. For now, anyway, uh, in the studio with us is Mr. Stephen Butler. Hey, good afternoon to you, sir. How are you doing? Um, crap. Woo! We know you're having a great time. Uh, good night last night. Anyway, uh, down in uh, the Tarsi Scar, the first birthday weekend there for uh, Labyrinth. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun last night and um, kind of with the Waterford walls painting around the place and kind of the music everywhere Waterford is kind of hopping this weekend. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's um, definitely kind of, oh, sorry, one sec, no. Um, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's a great weekend, like, you know, and there seems to be a lot of atmosphere and it's kind of cool to have it getting it towards the end of the summer as well, like, you know. Yeah, it seems like we're after getting our summer this week, um, weather-wise. Which is always good. It's yeah, always exactly. nice. <laughs> we get some kind of actual like decent weather to kind of keep us tied over until we get there. Um, so I mean, even looking at the, you know, we've been working with a load of bands over the last year, but even the three last night, definitely three of top acts going around the city at the moment. Then, um, yeah, the three kind of up and comers. They're all around, you know, nineteen and twenty years of age. Mm. Um, I don't think there's anyone after breaking the twenty years of age mark that played last night. They're only small. They're, they're, they're really small. They're so good. They're Let's get ID'd on the way in, did they? <laughs> <laughs> but no, Central Hall, um, Southern Emperor and Amber and the Bear are, are just they're amazing yeah no it is, it's great See, I love I love like we we'd be big fans of Southern Emperor anyway we've made oh, that yeah, known, yeah, yeah. Like, obviously and everyone who'd listen to the show would know that um, Central Hall also very very good as well uh, really enjoy listening Central to them is unreal yeah, no, I still think the, the hot, right. hottest guitarist in town is that young. I can't remember the chap's name. I, he's, in, he's in the boat bands. Yeah, exactly, but yeah, exactly. definitely one of the best guitarists in town at the moment. 
um, and then Amber and the Bear they're just something totally different do you know what I mean it's kind of like there's a brass band element but they start doing funk tunes and stuff they're They're based on the kind of 1920s Harlem um, you know jazz court jazz band but like they do you know the White Stripes and all that um, which is amazing yeah no they are they're really really great sounds class Um, no they're great and like it's um, it's great to get something different like that you know like Amber and the Bear closed out last night and uh, that way you know you got you know you got two bands it was big it was loud it was exciting it was energetic but then you know there was the brass kind of element and all that kind of difference just to kind of wrap it up and make sure that if someone was coming in and just looking to see a gig and just see a live band they're getting a, a really great gig and a great experience you know which I think anyone who's been to any of the gigs and stuff that you've done over the last year would say is definitely watch their they get their money's worth do you know what I mean well that's it it's all it's not about putting bums on seats at the end of the day it's all about the entertainment and leaving going home smiling um, and if you leave and go home smiling then they're going to come to another show yeah absolutely um, I mean for yourself anyway like you've been doing promotion for donkey's years um, I've, I've only actually been doing it for a couple of years I used to be on the marketing team in Theatre Isle and I mm-hmm. kind of knew when I got there I, I, it's, it's music that I wanted to do like you know yeah. Um, but then a year ago I started up Labyrinth and I just said I'll, I'll jump in at the deep end and start putting on my own shows mm-hmm. you know money out my own pocket and taking the risk and you know if nobody turns up then I lose money but I think it's the kind of it's the fear that drives me almost yeah which is quite nuts when you think about it mm-hmm. yeah I, I think that's kind of the same for anyone I think it's almost like blind ambition like you know you're just you're just saying to yourself look it's gonna have to happen now do you know what I mean? You and push yourself into the, you kind of put yourself into the position where it has to work, or you know you're in real trouble. Yeah, and and you've seen yourself the kind of the difference in the last year of the amount of bands that are around now, and the amount of gigs going on, and the mm. amount of people coming to gigs now. Like you know, yeah, we we David Kit on last January up in St Patrick's Gateway for the last between the bars, and we sold it out two hundred people. Yeah, you know that was a fantastic gig as well. I Lo- must say it was a really night. really yeah. great gig. Yeah. Um, there's actually I have a video of that up online um, of when he done his cover of Dancing in the Moonlight. So you could you could have heard a pin drop, oh, so and then he got a standing ovation afterwards, yep. which was absolutely lovely to see. Like you know, and then then he came down to Momo and DJed for the night. Yeah, and he's yeah he's a sound dude, big dude. Didn't think he was that tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Looks like a bush baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, dude. <laughs> but um, no, that was like there's been loads of kind of great nights like that. I mean, obviously you're saying you know the first and foremost thing for yourself is music, but you know. You've you started to adventure into film, and there has been theatre aspects to shows as well. Like yeah, well, like I work within the arts, and it, it, the people come to me with ideas. Um, so I'd, more than just being kind of a music promoter or anything like that, I'd see myself more as an arts facilitator. So we have like theatre elements and poetry and spoken word and films, and we're doing a movie project, uh, short circuits, where we're making four short films from scratch, mm-hmm. and just thirty five of us all together. You know, all these people have been in film with a while, but they've never really worked together. So we're just trying to kind of build a film community. Mm-hmm. And we kind of do that with the music as well. We, we want all the bands to kind of play with each other and, and, and kind of get to know each other and share the stage. And um, they, they all seem to know each other now. And there's, there's, there's nearly 35 original live bands in Waterford now, which is yeah. crazy. Absolutely. Know? I mean, it's the thing I've always said is that the greatest band in the world is in Waterford. I have absolutely believed this. The greatest band in the world is in Waterford, but it's four lads in a shed not playing a gig for anyone. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And you just you need like you need people like yourself even to get them out of there well, and put it. and give them the stage to go on and go, lads, you're good. You just keep keep at it. Get in contact with these people. You know. That's it. You have to tap into certain kind of uh, resources and just kind of push them there. There's been a few people that we've gotten in touch with for the sublimation hour, and they've just said, oh no, this is just a bedroom kind of thing. And he goes, no, 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 seriously, come on out. We do the thing. We record it, and they're off now gigging and saying, you know, thank yeah. you for this. This this would have never come to a kind of fruition beforehand. So yeah, I that, mean, that, that's always a nice. The, the sublimation, but 
I really like. I mean, I love doing it because I mean, uh, you could see actually when you were planning them out, you thought very specifically about every act. I mean, like for ourselves, you had us down in the tattoo parlor, like you know. Um, I remember Lorcan's videos. He was down in the the basement of the cellar of, of Henry Downs's. Yeah, exactly, and it's perfect. You know what I mean? You could tell that you're not just going, "All right, we'll just go here and do it." Like you know what I mean? You're really kind of putting your head on yeah. your shoulders and thinking, "What's going to be best for the artist?" That's it. You have to kind of put a, the artist in a kind of complimentary venue or space, and it shows off what we're doing in the best light possible. You know. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, it does, it shows off all uh, the great spots and venues. I mean, I don't think anybody else would have really thought about um, the parlour for putting on great, big, massive gigs, like, you know. And that really works, and it kind of ties in with the whole Prohibition team, then, if you go from mm. the kind of 1920s. I, I, I suppose we were even talking about Amber and the Bear there. I remember seeing him up there one night, and I kind of turned around and went, this is kind of just spot on, really. You know? yeah, <laughs> well, that, that, that was crazy, you know? it was really like going back to the kind of 20s Prohibition. Like yeah. People dressed up and the kind of as flapper girls and everything. It was great stuff. Yeah, no, it's absolutely fantastic. I mean, I like going up to that venue now and seeing acts, because it is, it's just it's somewhere a little bit different, like, do you know what I mean? That's just, And it's still just a great little spot to go in. It's right in the middle of town, well, like that's you know. it. We're all about kind of um, alternative spaces. I'm not mad about venues per se, because you know you have to kind of tick boxes and you know say mm. yes to a lot of people. But um, we look at alternative spaces like you know tea rooms and churches and you know art galleries where we had September Girls two weeks ago. Yeah, with with Southern Empire. Southern Empire. That was a great, great gig. And yeah. you know, to kind of taking those risks where nobody might turn up, whereas we got eighty odd people in. You know, yeah. which is always a nice kind of number. Absolutely. It's you know, it's it's you can see like you know what I mean. You haven't been doing this for a year and been struggling like you know you've been flying but you've been working hard at what you've been doing as well and there's lots of different kind of branches and elements to what you've been doing it, it helps the fact that i don't sleep anymore <laughs> <laughs> it's only wasting time <laughs> but yeah like um we're kind of we're building as well and we're growing like um i'm curating this year's harvest festival so you know every band Fantastic. that plays on the mall there's 20 of them there like uh, it's good to kind of for them to come to me rather yeah. than it used to go out to tender and stuff like that and um, I'm doing culture night in Garter Lane, so in the courtyard we have Kelly and the Cosmonauts, Backroads Smoking Club and Larkin, so we're kind of Brilliant. doing it almost like a little kind of, you know, uh, almost a little tiny festival out there, and um, kind of between the bars then comes back in October, and it's it's so much bigger this year than mm. it was last year. So last year I had like Rono Snodig from Keela, whereas I actually have Keela coming down this year. Yeah, I have uh, fantastic. Quivino Rally from The Gloaming. Um, the Gloaming are selling out in yeah. the city. Yeah, I've, heard, I've heard of the Gloaming now. Yeah, um, they're very, very good. Katie Kim is playing three gigs this year. He's playing in Dublin, Cork, and she's playing in Waterford then as well. And she's, she's playing with Marco Riley, who was originally from Waterford, but he moved to France when he was four, and he's never played a gig here. And he sells out big, huge places in Germany and, and the Netherlands, and he sells out Dublin the whole time, right. but he's never played here. And he plays guitar like Tommy Emmanuel and sings like Ray LaMonte, and this fella is unreal. That's definitely that's definitely gonna be an old pick of the week then I'd say. I'd anyway, say so. we'll have to be figure out pick of the week. Yeah, yeah and we have Limo Manley and Cormac Begley coming down as well, like Limo Manley from Hot House Flowers. So oh, fantastic! Know, uh, yeah. yeah, great. Did you, well, look, it's the thing of look. As long as it's progressing, man, I think you're gonna have all the support in the city with you because as long as this keeps getting bigger, everyone who's coming with you will as well. Like you well, know, that's it. and it's about showing Waterford off then on a kind of national level. People going, hey, there's something going on down there. Like, like, and what we're trying to do next is we're trying to get the bands from here gigs around Ireland yeah. so we're looking at kind of alternative uh, circuits we're looking at Letterkenny and Donegal and saying send to each of these kind of eight different places because how about we, we kind of pony up and we do a little kind of a little circuit where every band gets an eight day tour yeah. outside of Cork Galway and Dublin and then the three big boys will probably come around and go right look there's something going on here yeah. let's start booking these bands and that's what it's about it's about getting the lads 
as many good gigs as possible. Yeah, because I mean, look, let, if we're if we're honest about it, you know, we're a small fish in a big ocean here, like you know, and it's the thing of we can either kind of so you can strive hard and you can do one hundred and one gigs and you can go to Dublin and play them seven eight band shows that no one really tries to like okay people will go and you really have to stick out for someone to really remember you you know or like say we can start pulling in together with the kind of projects that you have and we can start kind of making this conglomerate that look there is great water like so here they all they're all going to come at you together you know yeah and the, the whole ethos as well of labyrinth is that all artistic folk are paid so you know um support bands and main acts and you know um kind of sound engineers lighting technicians people doing the backdrop everybody gets paid um and now bands are saying to other venues how much how much you offer us you know they won't play for free anymore and that yeah. that's that's just a big big change in that's, the last year yeah that's something i was really you know when um i remember when you started off doing this i was just starting off doing the comedy club and it's something that i took on as well because we everybody wants that ethos in the arts now because there's too much of this thing of you know or you can do it for your what's the word for for um exposure, exposure. yeah yeah exposure which, which i always said if they want me to do exposure i come up and play the gig in the nip yeah but uh, <laughs> exposure doesn't put you know food on your plate does it exactly do you know what i mean so i mean i, I when i was doing the comic club i took that idea on as well and i think anybody who's going to be running anything in Walford now they really should be taking on the idea that there's no more of this thing about exposure. You got you got so much free exposure now with the internet and social media no, and that. Yeah, totally. It's a it's an absolutely ridiculous excuse. Yeah, no. Like, if the gigs were free, you'd go okay, right? If it's for charity, then you go okay. Yeah, but like, that's at the fun. end of the day, somebody gets paid, you know. And and if, if the venues and the promoters are getting paid, then the bands should be getting paid. And that's yeah. as simple as that. Like exactly, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, look, it's it's just on. I think it's if everybody takes on that ethos now. I think we're going to see a big kind of shift towards actually, you know, really cultivating a big kind of cultural section. I mean, like, Irish, Ireland's always been great for looking after our culture and arts, but really appreciating it is different, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. We've always been kind of a country to punch above our weight, and that's the way I kind of see Waterford now. We are kind of small and stuff like that, but we can punch above our weight. We have so many great mm. acts here. Like, we've King Kong Company, who are one of the biggest acts now in Ireland. Yeah, you know? they are. They're the biggest festival act in Ireland. Yeah. So I'd, I'd stand above other people and say that, like, and probably be right. Like Amazing, yeah. And, and, and still, like, you know, we have the likes of the Backroad Smokers Club, who in a year's time are going to be huge. Yeah, they're they are, absolutely. But it's the thing about them lads, I've always said it as well. They're a great band. They sound fantastic but they'll work their arse off for you. You'd, you'd ring them and say, there's four people down here and we need someone to play a gig for them. The two lads will show up with a guitar. Do you know what I mean? They'll play everywhere. They'll That's play it. absolutely and, and everywhere. They have a love of playing as well. You can see them up on the stage and they're constantly, you know, with a smile on their face and they do yeah. it for the love of it. And any money they make as well, they pump back into the band. So they've, you know, better PA system, they've bought a mixing desk. And that is the way forward for bands, you know, yeah. look at yourself. And, but you know. I think I think it's the thing they realise and what bands need to realise as well is that this is your business, this is your brand. You need to appreciate it and treat it as such, you know. Yeah, and they're the band now that are, you know, playing Electric Picnic, playing Body and Soul, you know, from mm. the connections that they're doing. They play, you know, all these really kind of cool festivals um, on, on beaches and stuff like that. And, you know, they're flying it and yeah. they're just going to get bigger. You know? Yeah, I think you actually have some. Uh, Backroad Smokers Club tunes there from their EP. We might just stick that on in a few minutes now. Um, and we think I do have a couple of other tracks from other bands around the city as well. Um, but like, it's it's great to see though, like that the bands are really thriving now because it's the thing of I will say it. There's a lot of people that will come along and they'll be like, "Oh, we're saving the water for music scene after they put on three gigs." But the thing I always said to people was there was never anything wrong with the water for music scene. I'm playing gigs since I'm 13 years of age. I never had any trouble getting gigs. I put my head in the door and I'd ask. But it's just a case of 
is it strong enough like you know that people really take notice so like you can see it now even like like you're saying you know more people are going to gigs Stormers normally jumped up from being 10 15 people up to 40 50 generally yeah yep. just to see a band in a pub like you know and, and there's more people putting on gigs as well you see like you know some people are going you know if he can do it well i can do it too and it, it it's it's not difficult to do no once you know kind of what you're doing you learn from every gig you put on as well and you learn to kind of what works and what doesn't work and you know, it, it's it's not a difficult thing to do because at the end of the day, the talent is here, you know, and if the talent is here, then people are going to come to it regardless of who's putting it on. That's it. I mean, look, and it's the thing of, if you have a PA system, a venue and a good band, something's going to happen. Do you know what I mean? You promote it well enough. You you get 20 people in, something's going to happen. Like, you know, somebody's going to want that on again. Like, there's going to be a demand. That's it. You don't even need a venue. You know, you can have a gig outside. Just, just find a nice space turn it into a venue for a night yeah, that's all we do exactly like. yeah we, that's we, which is more of a project that goes towards it as well like, even the stuff you've done in uh, patrick's gateway you had artists do backdrops and stuff like that it was fantastic like you know yeah, this 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 year has kind of turned into a full-on kind of um set um it's almost like you know going into a theater um, right. Lindsay Lindsay is is designing this thing and uh it, it's got to be crazy um, <laughs> but uh yeah like and the, the actually the most exciting gig we put on this year was we played a gig in Cheek Point where we went down to the quay and we got on a mm. boat and we sailed down, myself, um, away with the fairies and Backroad Smokers Club. We sailed down and then the boat became a stage in Cheek Point. And it was the night of the um, Ireland and Italy match, but we still got, you know, 90 people turned up there. Yeah, um, absolutely. And drove from Waterford. And then on the way back up, we didn't know the result. People start coming out to, um, you know, their balconies and start going, <laughs> oh, lay. When we're coming up the river, it was absolutely amazing. Oh, magnificent night that was. Yeah, brilliant. But that's, the, you know what I mean? That's that's what we're talking about, even like talking about venues and things like that. Going off and doing a gig in a boat in a good summer's evening, like, do you know what I mean? It's something that can be, I'm, like throwing 90 people down there as well and saying, this this crack for it now. Yeah, you're just having the harbour the master while we're just about to set sail going, you know, do it again, come back, come back. We want mm -hmm. you to do it again, like, you know, and absolutely. that's great. Like, and it's all about, you know, experience and leaving people you know going home smiling and kind of building then that kind of you know all the artists i kind of work with i work with on a personal level you know yeah. the majority of them are, are friends you know and i think that kind of helps yeah i mean it's the thing of as well like you know when we relate my audiences like people are so used to going in and i'll, I'll say it as well there's one pet peeve i totally have about bands is guys that stand there play don't move and look <laughs> at you they're like statues they're horrible to it's, go it's and see of, like it's you know? kind of unsettling after a while isn't it yeah they're horrible to go and see you know but like if you know if a good set of gigs have been lined up over the last year or so like you've done and you know there's really good acts there i think people have more trust with going seeing a band they never heard of now do you know what i mean well, that's it it's all kind of about building the brand see i yeah. didn't want people knowing whether labyrinth was one person or 21 people because it is it's a community at the end of the day like you know a lot of people are involved in a lot of projects but they see now that the brand is fairly strong and they're, they're starting mm. to take chances on bands that they don't really know. Like, like we yeah. had Elm that came down um, for, I think, In The Willows and, and Casanova Wave played. And they blew people off the stage, you know. Yeah. Um, and they're very, they're getting big reviews, um, Hot Press, Pure they're, M, everyone now. They are going to be so big, you know, so big. But um, no, Mick, Mick O'Keefe, another promoter, he, he's seen him there that night. And he is um, Groove Festival up the country. And he booked them for the kind of biggest stage up there and stuff like that. And yeah. apparently they went down great. Yeah, you know? but so they, they, they have a fantastic big sound. They're a really, really great act. They're, they're something totally different. They sound mm. Irish, but not Irish at the same time. If you get yeah. me like, no, they're good. They're very it good. is, yeah. Um, I think we might just have a couple of songs actually there now before we get on a bit. But we're just hitting on to one o'clock. Will we, will we go for number two out of three? Um, what, what one is there now? 
Uh, we have a another world exclusive. World exclusive. Southern Emperor Neon Glow EP release today um, on iTunes, Spotify, all the usual jiggery poke. We make sure you check them out on Facebook. Fantastic, fantastic local band. Uh, what's the next track up there, Graham? Neon Glow. Oh, the title track of the album. Uh, for anyone just tuned in, you're listening to Open Tempo FM. This is the Saturday Cure. We'll be rocking on until 2 p.m. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us, hit us up on 089-458-2563 or on opentempofm.com. For now, anyway, here is uh, the title track from the Southern Emperor EP, Neon Glow. By yourself in a house of hell God's to my name But yet it's not quite the same And all these thoughts that I have Riding through my brain Would paint a pretty picture If I had a mind to Can't miss a bar And no important liquor I'd be the fool for you She cast shadows None obscure my side She'd love nothing more than for me To take the bait of my face Shortly left And a match to my fuse Her undress from tip to toe How could I refuse to let you go All by yourself In a house of hell Two thoughts in my name Those windows and coffees But you settle for the night I was surprised to hear from you And the faint neon glow Guides us to the street And all these pictures that you have That we can't keep Find the way but still you choose To light my fuse Her undress from tip to toe How can I refuse to let you go All by yourself
first time you learn So Yes, sir. That was uh, the Dead Heavies with Liquidator. Before that, a uh, little bit of acetate from King Kong Company and Get On It by the Backroad Smokers Club. And, of course, the world exclusive Neon Glow, the title track from the Southern Emperor EP released today. Uh, remember, all those artists coming from Watford. Enjoy Watford responsibly, responsibly. and all the fantastic events that go on in it. Uh, you're listening to Open Tempo FM, and this is the Saturday Cure, rocking on until 2 p.m. with Seth Smurf and Graham. And joining us in the studio, Mr. Stephen Butler of Labyrinth Management and Events. Mm-hmm. 
Um, this only having a chat about films there just while we're on the break actually and uh, Brad Pitt probably probably definitely like you know the, the greatest actor he's, he's up there he's up there, there. Like, he's definitely up there as one of the best actors like, he's definitely had his bad films like, like everyone does like, but the ones he's he's good in like like you were, like you were saying it's like Snatch yeah, he's, he's unreal Fantastic, he's a great like, character actor yeah. Um, even if he's in bad films his character is, is normally you know the kind of standout in it anyway like. yeah that's it I mean it's the kind of thing of um I think I think it does happen to fellas like they just get thrown bad movies, but they're great actors. Like I said it about your man Ryan Reynolds. Like I think he's actually a, a very good comedy actor. He's, he just done a lot of terrible films. No, terrible films. Did you ever see the kind of um, Blade Three of what really happened with Blade Three? So your man Wesley Snipes didn't come out of his trailer for the whole movie, right? right. So he's not actually in the film. It's it's just CGI'd in because he smokes so much weed that, that he actually he said I can't come out because the sun will burn me because I'm a vampire right so it's all Ryan Reynolds ad libbing and you'll, you, if you type in Ryan Reynolds ad libbing blade it's him and the coward just constantly making up jokes and the camera going to the other side and there's nothing there but the CGI'd um, Wesley Snipes in and he just grunts and stuff like that the whole movie it, it's, it's mental like you know it's but mad then, like what, what directors have to put up with like with actors I mean, if, he, if he doesn't want to I, come I out just, like what do you do like? actors are crazy people though like do you know what I mean and like I, 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 and kind of people pander to their, their eccentricities you know yeah. um, if you can cry on cue like that's that's a skill that's my a friend skill. That Christian, that. Christian Bale can sweat on cue what? That is what? that's insane. That's like they, crazy. They, might, they might do the same same scene at the same time every day, and he can on cue. That's, that's crazy. How do you even do that? Like, do you just like how he much pressure reg- is regulate there? the body or something like that? But you see him, like, he goes from you know twelve stone down to like six stone for. Oh, a and the machinist yeah. he was. Oh no, that's rough. They asked him about that. Like, like, he went from like the machinist to Batman Begins, and he went from like what like eight stone down to like to, and, to like two hundred pounds. And, and yeah, big, from from big to small, back up to big again in like twelve weeks. No, yeah. they asked him. He was like, I I can never do it again. Like, do you remember? Just, uh, do you remember Matthew McConaughey doing that for a Dallas oh, Buyers Club? Him up he looked like he had AIDS. Like even yeah. without the make, you see him the pictures of him without make. He proper looked like he just had AIDS. Oh, like. that's after messing him up for the rest of his life. Like that's after affecting like he's had like long term effects because of that like it, but, it, but you can see it happen to fellas I mean it even happens to fighters and stuff that do big weight cuts like do you know what I mean and you can see how like the, you can tell like their liver and McGregor their kidneys from, and, uh, McGregor weighing in for the Mendes fight remember that when he was going to 145 he looked like he was on death's door and, like. yeah. and, and for one of the movies we're making uh, it's called Cano and it's about a homeless guy and we asked um our lead character not to get his hair cut or his beard cut for six months and um, we thought that was a big ask you know? <laughs> We just need, to, we, need you, we need you to look a bit scruffy there now, if you don't mind. Like, just yeah. roll out of bed and come in. Like, <laughs> but um, yeah, like another great, great actor that is not in a whole lot of great films, but it's Ed Norton is one of my favorites. Oh, Ed Norton's amazing. So American fantastic. History X is one of the greatest films. Like, do you know what I mean? It just, it really just shows just like the other uh, one, Primal Fear, the one that's with Richard Gere and he's mm. in the courtroom and he's that fella that has the kind of stutter. That yeah. is, that's some character. That, that was his. Uh, that was his main. That was his breakthrough, wasn't it? That, that was his first film. Yeah, that yeah. was his first yeah. film. God like, damn. And, uh, was it Harrison Ford in it or Harrison Ford? Yeah. Harrison, yeah. That's a good. That's a good goddamn cast. That's, your, that's, your, break, that's your breakthrough. Like you're, you're, you're good. Like you're good yeah. for. A, you're a set up. Oh, like. Look, once you got Harrison Ford, there you're gonna be like, yes, I'm in a film with Han Solo. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> <laughs> but then of course you're talking about Brad Pitt and Ed Norton. Obviously, you have you know Fight Club. Fight, Fight Club. Club. Yeah, totally, totally, just almost we're, iconic. We're, I don't even allow to talk about it though. No, no, we're not. Allowed. Oh, well done, well done, well done. In we joke. refer to uh, the rules. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert for 20 years ago. Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, that's definitely one of those films. I think it kind of changed about like what your perception of the way films could be done. Because the only person who really done films in that kind of odd, kind of fragmented storyline was uh, Quentin Tarantino and guys like that. And they really, it, that really kind of brought that kind of way of doing movies to the mainstream. So you see it now. There's a lot more films that do like cutbacks and jumps and sequels. And this actually happened before. And now we're going to go back to the present time. And this is going to happen in the future. Do you know what I mean? Imagine yeah. it takes a lot of effort to get that to make sense. Like you could just yeah. throw that together and people are like, wait, what's going on? Like. Yeah. Well, the, the majority of the movie is is made in editing. Like it, it can turn out to be anything, you know, mm. when it comes down to editing. You can turn things into comedies with, with different kind of music and stuff like that. Mm. But uh, we've one film that's gone into post production at the moment, and we still don't know whether we're going to have it as a drama or a comedy because we have so many kind of B rolls that come out of it that are just hilarious. <laughs> yeah. like, there's one little scene where um uh, one of the characters he's to drive in because he's after getting his leaving set results but he can't actually drive so we had an, another one of the chaps with Tom Grace sit in the passenger side r- put back the seat put a black top over his head and he drove while the other fella sort of four hands on the steering wheel <laughs> <laughs> but you can't see it because it's a wide shot like um, oh but, the magic um, of cinema yeah yeah no um, probably shouldn't be saying that <laughs> <laughs> just, just there just in the back seat while your oh, man has his hands in the wheels and just has like yeah. a puppeteer but kind of way and, and, and then like um, the, the first time we did it yeah, Killian he, he he didn't take out the keys or off the, the seatbelt or anything like that because you know he didn't know what about it. Yeah. he just fell out the door. <laughs> <laughs> so so we might show them at at, at the oh, end. Oh, I you hope know. you saved that. that That's a good hilarious. blooper reel, right? Yeah, that sounds no, like a great yeah. blooper reel more than anything. Quite, quite a few of them. <laughs> Have you seen actually? Um, the other way there was like a massive thing came out after uh, Deadpool. Uh, Ryan Reynolds like just keeping the suit, mm. and then they were like, "Why didn't Ben Affleck keep it?" Have you seen the thing that Ben Affleck actually had to wear? That's crazy. It's all like four million different parts. Like yeah, it's, it? it's basically just like a foam suit. Like obviously most of it is CGI. Yeah. Uh, for most of the things he has to do, like so it, you look at it and you go, "I wouldn't keep it either." It's yeah. just like a foam. It's just like a giant onesie he has to wear. Like yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't totally sold on that film. Either. I haven't seen no. it yet. I haven't seen it. Yes, that's. Oh, I mean, look, if you want two guys fighting that have crazy powers, yeah, kind of. Um, but there's be- there's been better movies, I suppose. And I suppose we just kind of have a higher expectation for all those kind of films After now. Like, I think, Nolan, well, how, did, you know, you can't really touch on. Can I think in that series yeah, alone, much, they yeah. peaked. I think they peaked in that series alone with. Uh, now you could, you might disagree with me, but The Dark Knight Rises. And I think it was just like the performance of Heath Ledger alone just shot that film down yeah. the roof. One like. of the greatest films that has ever been made. It will be looked back as a classic. Like yeah, you know, exactly. Just high octane, something happened in every three seconds. You know, yeah. So the first scene, like the first scene, was just amazing. You're like, whoa, hang on, I'm just after sitting down. Like, what's yeah, going on? That's it. And I mean, it's just it is. It's one of those films that kept you guessing the whole time as well when you were watching it, which was the fan I thought was probably what I liked more about it was the whole sense of suspense the whole way through. I mean, like, there's lots of great action and the characters are fantastic, but you are on the edge of your seat watching it the whole time because you just don't know when Heat Ledger's just going to kind of just pop up. Like, do you know what I, I mean? I was waiting for him to come back. I was like, where is he? I don't even care about Batman in this film. I want to see the Joker again. Yeah, he is. He became, I think, like, true. Like you're saying, true editing films can change. I think at the start of that film, it was about kind of, you know, Christian Bale and his kind of turmoil with is he Batman or is he the villain and stuff like that. And then it all just, and then they just went into the editing room and be like, yeah, uh, Ledger knocked this one out of the park, lads. So <laughs> he's going to get more screen time. But even at that, it was a big kind of move by Christopher Nolan to make it that dark. And kind of at, at, since that, all those kind of comic book things mm. have been taking a little kind of leaf out of his book. They, they have that kind of more cerebral age and, you know, there's and a lot more conflict and kind of things. And I think, I think Deadpool, again, is after kind of changing up with adding that kind of humor. Now that comic books are looking at just that. poking fun at yeah, yeah. the yeah. whole world of uh, that, His character like, in that is it's purely insane. But that's, like, you know? that's oh, what totally. the character is in the comic books as well and that's what they wanted. Because, you know, he's walking around reading Spider-Man comic books. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know? I, I went into that film expecting nothing and 
just amazed by it. Um, yeah, it was great. Absolutely, and I mean, it's like I say, Ryan Reynolds, he's a good actor. He just he just had bad people telling him to make some of these films. Yeah, I think that it's he the fact in, that like, he's you know good looking and stuff, and he's funny. That he's a good looking white guy in American films. We, we, kind of, we kind of don't want to like him, but you know, he's a likable yeah. chap. You know, yeah, I'd say yeah. he's lovely in person. I'd say, yeah, would you see all the interviews and stuff that he does? He has a fantastic sense of humor, like, yeah. and especially about himself, like, which, you know? which, which means we should really hate him more, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's yeah. got it all. Um, the, the thing I wanted to know, right, and you probably know more than, than I do, like apparently that film took like 10 years to make. What happened with it was, I think it was a lot of things were held up with the script in terms of funding and stuff like that because they wanted it to be an RA superhero movie. But yeah. that kind of idea wasn't really there. But then obviously things like no Dark Knight like... and the Marvel series and all that. Oh, okay. So the popular, they got more popular and stuff like that. But then they were like, come on, just leave us, make the R-rated one and it'll be different and we'll hit a different market with it. And it'll be the way it should be. Like, basically. Yeah, exactly. And the, big, the big risk with those, um, it's the director or something will come forward and the people with the money will say, if they d- this doesn't work, then you won't work in Hollywood again. It's like your man that did 300. Um, you know, that was a big, he went in there and he said, I want this film to look like paint coming down, you know, and dripping. Mm-hmm. And they said, if this doesn't work, you will never work in Hollywood again, you know. And, then he's, and it's the same dude who done Sin City and all them other, yeah, and it's absolutely amazing then, you know. It's just, yeah, but that's the thing, I, I suppose we're talking about, talking about taking risks and, you know, you're saying about taking risks in different venues and stuff like that. Without people taking risks in the arts, we don't get any sort of development and stuff like that. And that's what the great thing about, you know, those kind of movies or like doing a gig in a, a church or, you know, out in a boat. Like, do you know what I mean? That's those, those kind of things that make us kind of think about what way things are meant to be structured again and what's kind of the norm, you know well, what I mean? That's it. You kind of have to jump into the deep end to see whether, you know, you can swim. Yeah, exactly. Uh, otherwise, you can bring your little water wings. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I suppose that's the way like um even I always I used to have a stand up bit about that about my dad teaching me to swim and I think it's to happen nearly every Irish person. You basically just got brought out to where it was very deep and you went, Hey, well you're either gonna swim or drown <laughs> and you just got thrown. You better you better pick one like <laughs> the eighties and the nineties were good times, aren't they? <laughs> well there was no messing about, you just got brought up like, you know what I mean? And there was I mean, like you see a lot of kids now and you know, they're very sheltered and there's no That's kind it. of no getting kids playing out in the street anymore right? like, yeah, you don't see people playing football yeah because you know like myself Graham our brothers like, you know what I mean? and there's a year between us and so we just grew up together like, and what happened was we got football and two Harleys in a set and we got kicked out on the road and got told right come back for your dinner <laughs> you know what I mean? broke yeah. the odd window here and there like, but other than that it was yeah. no crack like, yeah. Parent, parents got a bit of peace and quiet which they don't get these days you know? no, yeah, exactly. everyone, I, mean, I mean not all kids I know a lot of kids you know, like, they'll be out they'll be playing sports and stuff like that but you know you see a lot of them they're just they're this they're uh, four inches away from a screen their whole life yeah, like. when, when when they are out it's that Pokemon Go thing you know Pokemon Go has gone crazy though like. I have to admit I, I'm one of the avid users but but I am living the dream that I had when I was nine years old <laughs> yeah, that's true but um, I mean the thing that you don't want to see obviously look if people are enjoying doing it and it's cool and it gets people outside when they're doing it fantastic alright great it's just you know if you see someone driving or something you're like what's stop. wrong with you yeah I know stop stop it is very it is very funny I, though. I'm, I'm just not into fads and kind of trends you know things that come along and everybody jumps on board and then it blows over like I just I kind of ignore it all well about 10 million users after dropping so now's the time to get into it it's not <laughs> fad anymore <laughs> uh, no I've no time for it yeah. Well, even it's funny you go up to like Ballybrook and Green there at about nine oh, o'clock. Oh, that's a taking place over. It's crazy. Yeah. 
crazy. Packed. Packed. The, the older fellas down, they have the thing down by their side, pretend they're not. They're just walking through and they're just like, oh yeah, I'm not the kettle soup. <laughs> no, but I'm that's squirrel. it. The lads, the lads who be drinking cans in the bullpost don't know what's going on. The lads who wants like. And they, they said that the kind of the gyms um, that they go to, they're all based around almost churches. Yeah, I think that's yeah. a bit strange. <laughs> well, they're just um, public, land, pu- public landmarks. And in fairness, if you're going to hit any public landmark that's going to be around the world, a church or a synagogue and all them kind of uh, things. They are kind of off of Google Maps, basically. There was actually a story I think I was telling you. I might have mentioned it before, where um, basically this guy in America bought a church and revented, re- um, did it back up as a house. Um, and like you know, it's registered as a house. It's obviously not a church anymore. But Google Maps never updated it, so his house is a gym. Uh-huh. So like every fire, like every evening, like lads just stand outside his house and like he tried to get removed. Like, look, it is a bit annoying. Like, can you can you get him to like? He was being nice about it, and they were like, unless they're like you know trying to burn your house down, no. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, but yeah, I think I think then it. he just went on and like he just had got himself to a really high level on it, so that whenever lads try to battle for the gym now, he just destroys them. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of cool in a way because he's basically defending his house. <laughs> he's like kind of I don't know. Is it is it Gran Torino? <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. That's yeah, yeah. it. Like uh, just coming out with sauna. <laughs> Tamer version, I guess. Uh, uh, so, like, like I said, like I mean, it's it's one of the, like what I found about the game is I don't know how other people play it, but like I can literally play it sort of passively, as in like I don't have to be totally focused on it. Just put it in the pocket, like, and walk around when you're when you're go- when you're yeah. going. Like, I I suppose it's like any anyone with these kind of things. Like you say, there are fads and people get these kind of crazy kind of things for them. But I mean, like, that's where the money is, though. But the whole idea you know of mean? augmented reality games is quite exciting. You know, yeah. we'll see where they can kind of go from. Absolutely. There. They, they brought one out recently where it's you go around your house and these ghosts pop out. That one, you know, um, that sounds amazing. It sounds like many phones will be smashed. <laughs> <laughs> Try that after a few tins. <laughs> But, um, but um, yeah, like, you know, it, it's always good to see technology pushing on. Yeah, like the Oculus Rift stuff and even any of the virtual reality headsets that you get now, like, oh, they're crazy. They're so cool. They like, were showing, uh, I think it was like E3 or something or one of those conferences where they um where they showed people like trying them out and uh, the, what they were looking at was like a cliff and they were like, walk for it and people wouldn't genuinely not move. Like they knew they were in the middle of a room, but they were just like, nah. Like, yeah, it is. These were like, the things as well when we seen grown up saying that'll never happen in our lifetime, you know, this is the future. But mm. it, it's almost kind of, like, you know, this it is, is now like you know yeah. it's, it's happening um, and it can be done off your phone yeah do you yeah, know no, what I mean which is even no, it's, it's not this big kind of crazy computer in the corner that you spend thousands on it's just your phone the thing you carry around in your pocket it can go from that like do you know what I mean totally so. but I mean like some of the stuff that we we sort of like dreamt of back in the 90s and what have you like they happened and were like oh, actually that good like hoverboards like, yeah. they came out they came out like well I suppose like the, the I still want a jetpack a jetpack yeah. is where it's at the closest thing to a hoverboard that we got came out and we're like that's that's you, not great you, like you can, <laughs> actually, you can actually buy jetpacks can you you can you they can. are really dangerous though they cost yeah, about 40 grand more and stuff fun. Like that. yeah no the, the army kind of tested them out in the kind of 90s and stuff like that and they, they do kind of little kind of things at trade shows yeah you can buy them but like you know so they're lethal <laughs> yeah but how cool do you look like just going yeah going to the shop Gone <laughs> in a like big spe- cloud of smoke, like that's like I the mean? most expensive trip you will ever make. Like, yeah, it's, it's one <laughs> way because down to Tesco, <laughs> yeah. down to Tesco, just land, just leave your jetpack outside. No so, so what? Like, this is gonna sound like a really stupid question, but with jetpacks, can you fill them back up, like, or do you just get I'd one? To, you'd something? have to like, imagine yeah, they would, yeah, like, no, it's, just, it's just same as you know, petrol and stuff like that. Just standing at the petrol station, it's, it's just rocket fuel. There's another one you can Chipping do that, that, that works with water, so you, you're over to kind of um, a lake or something. Oh, I've seen those, yes, seen those. Really, really cool. And, um, that was funny, actually. Yeah, you saw the embedded series just before uh, two hundred two, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the fires down shortly was using the thing that you're on about the the pump. I don't know what they're called. And yeah. uh, he literally shot up in there. He was like, "I'm like Iron Man." <laughs> <laughs> 
see that's why they're cool like do you know what I mean yeah and you can get all these other things drones are another interesting thing as well mm. do you know what I mean because they are coming uh, like down towards the thousand euro mark now for a yeah. cheap one like do you know what I mean Amazon for a are, decent Amazon cheap one are going to start using them to deliver packages I've yeah. seen that yeah, it looks like, class imagine seeing them things flying around the place you, know? you see it's an interesting thing so of what that. you do is shoot it down you might get yourself a new pair of football boots <laughs> that, that is the American way of thinking alright yeah. um, there's a thing of like you know in like LA and places like that big kind of landmass whatever and guys are looking at these big mansions and stuff like that real, real estate people and that they won't actually drive around to them they're getting to you know those little kind of washing machine planes and it's actually pretty common for them to crash because they won't be like radioing in and stuff like that because they're only at a certain altitude yeah. and blah 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 um, when's that start happening with drones do you know what I mean because well, how many of them are going to be going around they are going to start bringing in um, kind of new rules for it because if you see if you talk to any kind of flight controllers they'll tell you that there is a kind of map of the skies there's almost roads that they have to mm, go by exactly, you know, and yeah. stuff like that and that's what they're trying to bring stuff. in yeah. but um, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of regulations come in with them because in fairness like you can put a camera on a drone and it could go anywhere like People are so. actually using it back to Pokemon Go. That's what they're doing. They don't have to leave their house. So they, God, they, strap, the they strap the phone. I hate people so much, man. It is clever, though. It's, it's clever. clever. I'll give them that. I get, to, I get that it's clever. But the whole point of it is, come on, go outside and interact. Like, I actually, I've seen an article of a dude that put that up. And someone, the first comment that went up, just said, why don't you just play the old game? <laughs> yeah, like exactly. Instead of busting your home trying to do this. Like I mean, obviously, like like he's really, like, one of the guys like that is really into his technology. And just like, hmm, I wonder if I can figure this out. Like, but... But at the same time, you're like Nintendo, like just like Game Boy. You can just literally press buttons and he'll walk around for you. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous, but yeah, I think um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what other kind of games come out with that same kind of format. Like, do you know, because there I mean? were, I definitely, there's definitely going to be more. Because like, I mean, what, like over five days when even when it wasn't even allowed in countries, people were downloading it. Like, yeah, exactly, and they just had it like there ready to go. Like, cause people will always find a way with these kind of things as well. Like you're talking about, oh, TV series not coming out in this country till this time, and it's coming out here. Then yeah, people get it. Like, do you know what I mean? There's if no stopping. Really want there's it. no stopping people now with the power. Look, it's the thing of powers come back to people through the internet. Is the thing really? You know, well, that's it. We now have a choice to kind of search what we want. That's why the kind of news channels are starting to kind of falter. You know, they, they, they as you know, they kind of sell us lies. You know, and, yeah. and the fact we now know it's lies because we have the internet. You know. Yeah, exactly. Because we just, you know what I mean. There's, you can have like this one person on the news saying this one expert said, duh, 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 and then you can have four hundred people who are experts just writing up like you know full no. kind of full theories about why everything they said is wrong. Like you know, and it's, it's like I said, we've I think we've taken information and kind of all, all of it back for ourselves like you know what I mean but it's a case of trying to use it properly now and not just writing up you're a dick to someone on Twitter like you know what I mean <laughs> we've, we've, we've kind of we've kind of uh, developed from that stage like it's yeah. just not funny I don't know a lot of other people it's haven't like, though it's like, it's like just a little bit yeah, because, I mean, there's still a lot of people... I hate using the word, but a lot of people trolling and stuff like that. I still think it should just be people taking the piss. But, like, people trolling and stuff on like. the internet. I mean, like, you see it, like... You know, sports is kind of a, like, a really kind of handy example to use because you'll have guys, like, in the UFC or hurlers or... Like, it happened to one of the Waterford hurlers on, on social media. Like, after the Monster final, he got a barrage of abuse. And it was very personal about him as well. And it was disgraceful. Like, do you know what I mean? Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's one of the first times it really married the GAA in kind of a big sort of scandal way. But it's commonplace in soccer and things like that for, you know, like, um, Liverpool are playing Spurs today. If Liverpool go out and bet, get bet 3 nothing, like, yeah. you know, Jurgen Klopp's whole Twitter feed is just going to be your yeah, arsehole. Like, like, even with that, like... Um, you're the worst person to ever exist, basically. 
bit. Yeah, yeah, but footballers aren't allowed to Facebook now because of that. Like, yeah, which know. is you know it's not fair to them. Like, do you know what I mean? Why can't they share a couple of photos with their family that are you know in Trinidad or something like that if they're playing in England? Liverpool are one up, are they? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who scored? Uh, I don't know. Google won't tell me. <laughs> That's the only That's bad thing enough. about this one. It's fairly quick, but it's just like who scored? Uh, I don't know. Well, there's your update anyway, lads. Uh, Liverpool are one up against Spurs, but. I mean that's the thing I'd say. I say I like I don't like that whole culture of that like obviously you can connect with people so much easier but it's it had that and the downside effects are there but they're on such a high scale it's ridiculous like do you know what I mean you, you think about it right um, what we have at our fingertips now is literally just like uh, an artificial tool and like there's nothing wrong with it in a sense like you said like the the positives are that like it joins people together but the negatives are what people can do so like it's not really down to like oh the internet's a bad thing it's no, just it's human not. nature yeah like. it's just people suck <laughs> like you yeah, know what I mean basically um, I think they're just going to be like that anyway you know for the now, end of time can, till the end just, of time it's going to be yeah, like totally. that anyway now, now we can just see it on a wide scale and in a public forum that's mm. that's the only difference like before back when before the internet wasn't really a big thing it wasn't maybe it wasn't that noticeable because you wouldn't be able to contact millions of people in a heartbeat but now you can well it's mad the kind of the power that you have at your fingertips and we still just look up videos of people falling over <laughs> you can't beat that though you really can't beat like a good like do you, ever, you know when someone like do you ever see someone when they kind of fall down the stairs yeah. but they slide at first kind of catch themselves but they're like I'm, I'm just going to fall anyway there's nothing I can do to get back to my feet yeah, and one of my have to go <laughs> one of my favourites on YouTube now is uh, the drunken drunk fall compilation oh they're so good because they always think it's going to be like one bounce and then they're like hit their head off a railing and fall back the other way fellas oh, they're, they're really drunk they can't stand they decide to put their hands in their pockets and they go this way and then they go that way and <laughs> <laughs> do you remember your man at the, the Galway races and he's trying to get up <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and the whole happened. crowd is just going ah! eventually he crawls up it. it's ridiculous <laughs> oh, that was in that sense right like it's 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 fair enough like that um it, you're more susceptible to fall down when you are inebriated but here's something i noticed you walk a lot easier on ice when you're drunk have you ever noticed you do. That? that's because you're calmer you're not it's crazy isn't it and if you fall on ice drunk it won't hurt half as much until the next morning yeah <laughs> <laughs> you wake up and you're just like half your face is gone <laughs> just freeze but not even that because like when you fall like like when you're sober your your initial response is to panic and like clench up like whereas mm. when you're drunk you don't like because you, you just can't do it like <laughs> Wait, you're sliding along and go Wee! So like, <laughs> when you hit the gun it doesn't actually it doesn't actually hurt you that much because your, your body kind of goes with it rather than resisting it yeah exactly that's no fear it. That's it, but that's even better. Like when you fall and stuff like that, that's what'll happen to you. The whole thing is that you're meant to relax and just kind of take the bump, like do you know what I mean. But that's but why no one likes to take the bump. Yeah, <laughs> no one wants to take a bump. Like, do you know what I mean? Um, great. I think we might have a couple more songs there. It's quite up, a long we? tangent of a conversation. It was. Yeah, we got it. We got films. there. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you have up next for me there? What do we have, Sean? I think we have another, another world exclusive from Southern Emperor. Listen, um, and you heard it first here on Open Tempo FM. On the Saturday Cure, bye. Uh, 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 we'll be rocking on to the 2pm anyway there, just while we queue up a couple of, well, Graham queues up a couple of tracks for us there. Uh, we'll be here at the 2pm, then we'll be switching over to the guys on Under the Influence. Um, if you want to get in contact with us uh, anytime over the weekend, you can, of course, by texting into 089-458-2563 or hit us up on opentempofm.com. Uh, make sure, obviously, tune into Open Tempo over the rest of the weekend anyway, until uh, I think we're broadcasting until 10 o'clock Sunday night for all the fantastic programming that comes along with the station uh, Graham what have you got for us there we have definitely saved the best for last here we are with Problematic Jane 
from Sun Emperor. Their EP available online, Spotify, iTunes, all the good places. Check them out on Facebook. Here is Problematic Jane from the EP Neon Glow.
slam. Yeah, that is yes. what you want. If that doesn't get get you up out of that bed, nothing. Will. That's that's getting your blood flowing on a Saturday there. Now that Doing is cartwheels in the kitchen. <laughs> that's Red Fang with prehistoric dog. Um, I think the album is Kill the Mountain. Um, don't don't just don't watch him on YouTube. Don't listen to him on Spotify. Go out and buy the album. It's give him your money. Give him your money. It's one hundred percent worth all of your pennies that you've saved. Uh, for anyone just tuning in, you're listening to Open Tempo FM, and this is the Saturday Cure, uh, rocking on up until two p.m. Uh, if you want to get in contact with the station here over the weekend, you can of course on oh eight nine four five eight two five six three or hit us up on our message board opentempofm.com. Let us know you're listening in, and for any requests. Uh, of course, as every week is myself and Graham here in the studio, and join us, Mr. Stephen Butler, Labyrinth Management. And <laughs> um, and obviously, you know, we've been having a bit of a chat here over the while uh, the show, but obviously tonight the old pick of the week, lads. Sean's pick. Sean's <laughs> pick of the week for the gig is uh, be hitting up the Thirsty Scholar from 10 p.m. I believe it is. Sorry, yes. Um, yeah, well, it starts at nine. First band on on ten o'clock. Um, the Ocelots are going to kick uh, kick things off. They're um, twin brothers from Wexford. They're amazing. Like mm-hmm. they have the likes of Parlophone fighting over them and stuff like that at the moment. They're very very good. Um, yeah. Very nice. <laughs> then we have away with the fairies on after them. Uh, two thirds of it, uh, Larkin and, and Rob. Um, and then Backroad Smokers got to finish off the night. That is three quality bands. Absolutely you know. savage. I mean, you know, uh, for everyone around Watford anyway, if you don't know who away with the fairies are, you haven't been in a pub. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because they play if you, if you everywhere. If the fairies are, you must be away with the fairies. Not even away with the fairies, away with the chickens. And obviously, of course, um, we back out smokers club there on, earlier on. Obviously, one of the top bands in the city at the moment. Definitely the the gig that's, you know what I mean? Like, say, even last night, with three fantastic acts. I'm in the Bear Centre Hall in Southern yeah. Emperor. Totally, it's a great, totally it's great weekend. To, to, yeah, totally different acts both nights you know um tonight it'll be more of the dancey kind of type the, the lads the back rows lads get people dancing the whole exactly. time you know they get that they, s- chock a block down they get nice. they get the soul funk love and goodness of the city people up out. on tabletops that kind of thing like yeah i don't know about that i'll be i'll be throwing beer mats at people if that starts happening <laughs> hey get out of it hey hey <laughs> Um, yeah, that looks like it's going to be an absolutely savage one now. And I mean, look, obviously, Thirsty Scholar, fantastic venue in the middle yeah, of town. Lovely, actually. lovely. And the hall is lovely then as well. Um, you know, it's great to kind of have people to kind of, you know, for somewhere to do a birthday party and for them to really kind of, you know, accommodate. And, and mm-hmm. you know, there was even a few burgers there last night. Exactly, yeah. Exactly, yeah. But look, you have to look after the old uh, clientele down there. And the pool tables after coming in, lads. They the got a pool table. They got the pool table. It's pool savage. Where did they put it? Uh, down the back. On the back, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a savage pool table as well. That's you okay. need a pool table. I'll be going down there later on today now for another game. Can I say, right, a, fanta- a, a mad thing I saw, right, when I was in America in this pub, right, and uh, it was grand, like, like uh, it was like four quarters for a game, right? And then I went up to get changed, it was about half six in the evening, and I said, uh, could I just get changed? I was breaking a 20, and he goes, oh, it's fine, just press the button. I was like, what do you mean? He goes, I think this is genius, right? What to do is, right, there's an auto, there's a, si- a thing on the pool table after six o'clock, it's just free games, right? If you think about it, right? You have a free pool table for tonight. Where are you going to buy your points? Yeah. So for the cost of a dollar, he's getting four or five. Like, that's not bad at all. Not bad at all. If you want to like start giving free that. games and third score, you want to pass that down to him. You know, what, my we'll have a word. <laughs> we'll have a word and we'll see what we can do. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm just having a look to see, make sure there's nothing else this weekend. I wouldn't think there'd be anything else of note anyway. Um, 
obviously the war for was carrying on this weekend as well obviously all the murals are going up around which they're starting to look it all starting to come to that stage you know you can see what they actually are all the undercoats and everything they are, are done there's, there's one after going up um, by a chap called smug and um one of the people running waterford walls would be louise flynn and it's her mm. you know in 20 foot you know oh that's shows. down across from mount science school yeah God, it looks fantastic must be yeah. mad kind of see yourself on the side of a building <laughs> yeah yeah no it's so good um, yeah and then you have Louis Messiah doing um, the elephants. Louis also did um, Derek Butler's limo. He painted it up and stuff like that. And mm. um, I, he's so so good. And it, he kind of he's the story behind it all is he only paints endangered species. And you're there like, damn, elephants are endangered, you know? Um, are they? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose yeah, the talks. Um, he kind of brings light to that and he gets people talking about it, you know. He um, done the sharks last year. He did year, the was? sharks. Yeah. yeah, he's so good and he's a lovely, lovely chap as well. Like, yeah, no, it's, I love that piece. It was fantastic because it was very bright and vibrant, but you know, it had a nice message. And sharks are cool, man. Like, yeah. it's very simple. Sharks are just really sharks cool. Sharks are cool, and also the hammerheads are endangered, you know. And that's yeah. that's the thing. There's only was 120. Awareness. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, um, having a message behind it. That that that's what brings it. It turns it into you know art. It's not yeah graffiti. You know um, yeah no, but seeing there's lots of fantastic locations going up around the city. I think there's more this year as yeah, well. There's, which there's is forty going, walls this year, which yeah. is amazing, and it's good to see the kind of national exposure and, and the girls. You know, doing so well, they put in so much work for it, and mm-hmm. you know it just paints Waterford in a positive light. Exactly. Literally, literally. Well <laughs> yeah, done, well yeah. done with the analogy there. That was very good. <laughs> quite fitting, quite fitting. Um, well, obviously, you know, this it's still. I mean, look, we're talking about like yourself turning around the year, doing lots of different projects around the city. Uh, Waterford was after coming in, you know. There's lots. Of, I think you know Waterford. I've been saying it the last year, or so it has been on the rise. There's been more venues, been more kind of acts coming in. There's. And, you know, it's before I would have said, like, you know, if you get under the skin of the city, you see a lot is happening. But now it's not like that. It's coming in towards where people are going out seeking this kind of stuff. It's about positivity. You know, everything is on the up and there's a massive community where all businesses now are now working together. You know, exactly. Yeah, I kind of I put up a list on my Facebook during the week of all the businesses that we actually worked with. And it took me about an hour to write out the fucking <laughs> the, the post itself. Like, you know, it's amazing. Yeah, no, um, I've seen that thing. I remember I shared it on our own page and that as well. If anybody wants to look at it, it's on the Saturday Cure Facebook page and on the Labyrinth Management Events page, obviously. But, um, you know, it's the list that's there is comprehensive and it's you have it split into the sections with the businesses you've worked with, the musicians, yeah. the artists, the yeah, actors, actors. You know what yeah. I mean? You're nearly doing a census for the city, like, do you yeah. know? What I mean? Yeah, but it was just it was good to kind of take stock and look back and kind of go, wow, I, that's actually what we're after doing over the last 12 months, you mm. know? And all the businesses, they all want everybody else to succeed. It's great, you know. Yeah, and I think that's going to be. I think look, I think everybody in the city now is really kind of joining in. And it's like I say, we're we're a small fish in a big ocean, but now we're starting to all kind of swim in the school and swim together and show that there's kind of better kind of better kind of a punch with us when there's more that was of us a in very the pack. Nice analogy. Thanks very much. Um, but I mean, obviously, you know, we we're talking about kind of bigger gigs going on, uh, bigger acts coming in. I mean, is there any kind of other like major plans that are being set in over the next twelve months that, if we sit down here again in a year's time, we're um, going to be looking at a major development? Well, or? we 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 have put on gigs in Denmark over the last while. We had uh, Larkin Reedy really share the same stage as Johnny Logan. Uh, it was kind of <laughs> it was it was a fun weekend over there. That we had you know women throwing big bras and knickers up on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was great. So we kind of looked at that. And we, we we said like next year we're going to start looking at central europe we're going to look at italy we're going to look at germany and mm-hmm. I, I want to put on a show in the catacombs in in france 
you know, an actual labyrinth show that with all the kind of skulls around and the lovely acoustics, yeah. and then get the kind of get three or four bands come over and do a few gigs and a few venues, and we finish up with the catacombs. So that's the next thing we're looking at. But that's yeah. a big, big ask. You know, we need the likes of Culture Island and all that to get on board for this. Absolutely. You know? Well, look, it looks like you know things are going to absolutely keep piling on for the next year, which is fantastic. Here, I mean, look, if if Waterford can go and take over Central Europe, then I think you can only drive down into the Mediterranean and then just the world, the world is ours. That's it. I think this was a four million people living in. Ireland and the 60 million Irish people on the world you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, we're widely spread out like that's yeah. it you know they'll anywhere, come, anywhere, they'll anywhere come. we go there's, there's, there's Irish pubs you know yeah. um, they'll, they'll come and they'll, they'll see us and they'll go oh yeah the lads the lads <laughs> love the crack <laughs> absolutely well I mean look it's, it's deadly I mean like look, I've known you over the last kind of point of years so in fairness what you do any of the lads I tell you what you've done for the city and what you've done for Axe has been absolutely fantastic giving us kind of giving lads a better ethos showing a professionalism to them and it's given a lot of lads an opportunity as well, which has been great. So I'd say from all the artists in town, thanks very much to yourself, you know. Nice one. And it's just been a, it's been a great ride. You know, it, it doesn't feel like work because, you know, it, it's it's my life. You know, I live it and mm-hmm. kind of breathe it. Um, I never switch off, you know. Um, I work seven days a week, but it doesn't feel like work. So, you know, it's great. Yeah, I, exactly. I don't have to do the nine to five. So all you're, all you're you doing know? is running around messing at gigs. Like, yeah, you know pretty, much, pretty much. <laughs> I'm, I'm putting on shows I want to go and see and I'm getting money for it. You know, <laughs> That's win. It. It can't, um, I, I think that's bad. I think I think that's uh, I think that's everyone's dream career there. I mean, I look, and it's the thing like you say, if you're doing any kind of a job, if you enjoy doing it, then it's not really work. No, you no. know, and uh, that's it. I think everybody's kind of aim in life is to find something that they actually love doing, you know, and and have that as their career. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it is the kind of the holy grail. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, look, I think we're we're getting on as we're getting on. Um, Obviously, look, like I say for everyone, uh, make sure to head down to the Torsi Scholar from 9 o'clock tonight. Things are kicking off there, and uh, you'll see three absolutely amazing acts. There's the Backroad Smokers, the Wave the Fairies, and the Ocelot. Yes. And um, you're definitely just going to get an absolutely fantastic gig. It's going to be Ew. a great celebration. It's going to be a great crowd. And there are lots of sound heads. It's going to be a really, really good night. Um, and obviously, you know, check out the murals around town. Like, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, come, come along to Thursday Scholar. You know, come for a pint and um, stay for a song and, you know, say hi. Have a game pool. Well, no, the pool will be put away once the gig is on now. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. But you know what I mean? Uh, go call in there during the day. Do you know what I mean? And uh, we'll definitely be most, most accommodated. We're just coming up on five to two there now. So we might just leave on one or two tracks before we kind of spin away out of things here but for anyone just tuning in and just checking out the station here is Soap Tempo FM this is Saturday Cure we're just wrapping up here now uh, the podcast of this show will be available on the Open Tempo FM Mixcloud page uh, so make sure to go and check that out give that a like give the Open Tempo page a like give the Saturday Cure page a like and of course Labyrinth Management Events is definitely one and uh, check out the Sun Emperor EP we had the three tracks from the world exclusive release today Neon Glow we're playing last night absolutely savage bunch of odds make sure to check them out if you want to get contact here at the station at any stage over the weekend text in to 089-458-2563 or hit up the message board there opentempofm.com uh, Graham do you have some tracks to take us away there? I do I do we had a request from our esteemed guest here for it will be uh, Dan Lasakwit the Beat My Heart Skip Gah slam so this will have you dancing doing the dishes people uh, from all of us here at the Saturday here and a uh, big thanks to Stephen for coming up as well pleasure uh, thanks for having me on lads no hassle bye um, and listen, thanks very much for tuning in. Play us out, Mr. Dan the Second Screwdies Pete, the beat to my house skip. We'll see you next weekend. Good luck. Good luck, good luck, good luck.